Politics, Politics, and Life Sciences Radio, also known as PLS Radio, is a show about the interplay of life sciences and politics. PLS Radio is hosted by Dean L. Finelli, Ph.D., an intellectual property attorney in Washington, D.C., whose practice focuses on issues connected to the life sciences industry. PLS explores cutting-edge topics involving the biotech and pharma ecosystems, political and governmental policy issues affecting the biotech and pharma industries, and much more. PLS guests include scientists, business, medical professionals, media personalities, newsmakers, and political leaders. Politics and Life Sciences Radio is your place for hot topic discussions and real news in the life sciences industry. Now, it's time for Politics and Life Sciences Radio with your host, Dr. Dean L. Finelli. Good afternoon, and thank you for joining us on Politics and Life Science Radio, where we talk about all the issues in the life science industry. And stay away from that misinformation that's out there. So much misinformation when it comes to COVID, vaccines, therapeutics, what's out there. So try and provide a little bit of factual information for people, because we know a lot of people are confused. The CDC keeps coming out with different information, changing you know, the goalposts varying you know what we're supposed to do what we're not supposed to do uh we heard a lot of information coming out of new york you know are they whether we're talking about mandates forcing people to have vaccinations um you know so just a lot going on in this industry and luckily today we have as our guest our featured guest jay oliver who's the host of long island news radio and a political commentator on media uh in the area and just a, a great guy so lucky to have him but before we Bring on Jay. Let's see what's going on in the uh, COVID, the COVID world. Well, new cases are really through the roof. I mean, they, you know, we have a vaccine available, we have therapeutics available. Yet, you know, if you look back over the last two years, it seems like we're in a worse situation now than we were before we had vaccines and before we had therapeutics, which is frustrating a lot of people. You know, the information that's out there now shows that. The previous high on a daily basis for a number of cases was about 250,000 cases, and that was last earlier this year in January. Now we're hitting about 265,000 cases a day, which is an increase. And you look at that, and it's just shocking when we know, you know, last January we were initially, that was the initial rollout of the vaccines. Now, a, almost a year later, uh, cases are still going through the roof. Obviously, we know Omicron has a lot to do with that. Uh, it's highly contagious, but again, a lot of these issues that we're dealing with, you know, are seem to be like own errors that the CDC is making. When this came out, uh, we know Omicron came out around the week of Thanksgiving. We started hearing about that in the U.S. A few weeks later, the CDC came out and said 73% of all cases of Omicron were related, excuse me, 73% of all cases were related to Omicron, that current variant. Uh, they backtracked on that, and the CDC said that was now it's only 23%. So when, when I first heard that number, really just shocked. You know, when you think about the announcement of the new variant, and within a few weeks, uh, the CDC saying it represents now 73% of the cases. Just the amount of time that that would have progressed just was really shocking to me. So I guess it is somewhat reassuring that the CDC came out and said, okay, it's not that bad, but 
you know, to have a, a mistake of that magnitude going from 73% to 23%, you know, in, in my opinion, is just really unacceptable. This is, you know, I said on numerous times, numerous occasions, the CDC, that's where you go to get your information, go to cdc.gov, go to fda.gov. And I still believe that, but you know, if we're telling people to go to these places to get factual information and trust us and trust them, you know, it's very frustrating when they, you know, make just such a, a huge error like that. Another issue we're dealing with is the lack of tests, at-home tests. We heard President Biden say that he was going to make sure that at-home tests were really at the forefront of his, you know, tackling this pandemic and getting those uh, tests available to people. There are at-home tests that are, we heard numbers that they were very accurate They're regarding sensitivity. Uh, but now we're hearing that, you know, with the Omicron variant, these tests aren't as accurate as they could have been and, or they should be. And that a number of false negatives, uh, the number and percentage of false negatives has really been going up. So again, you know, we, we really need to, you know, having diagnostic tests, we said on this show numerous times was a, a really an, an error from the start. We, that should have been the first thing that we really focused on concurrently with focusing on the vaccine because we knew about this asymptomatic transmission within about a couple months of the the genome being sequenced and the virus being uh, out there. So the fact that we're still dealing with these issues of a lack of availability of diagnostic tests uh, is really just a, a huge issue in this country and hopefully something that can be sorted out. Another issue we're hearing is all these mandates out there forcing individuals to get vaccinated, to kind of live their lives. Uh, you know, again, we're two, almost two years into this. There's a lot of information we have. Uh, still learning a lot, of course. Uh, and with these variants, that certainly adds a little bit of gray area there. But again, you know, we have a lot more information than we did in March of 2020 when this first came out. Why are we still, do we still seem to be making the same mistakes that were made back then? You know, we seem to be trying, you know, when you look at uh, Mayor de Blasio in New York, some of the pretty onerous, in my opinion, uh, rules that he's putting out there, uh, while certainly they're within his, you know, a lot of people say that's unconstitutional. Well, a lot of these aren't unconstitutional. It's certainly within the mayor's purview to protect the public health. But, you know, we can't de-risk life to zero. And I think a lot of these politicians, you know, have to step back and, and say, OK, what is what is it we're trying to achieve here? What is it we want to do? And how do we get to do that? And the problem is, it just seems like every time we hear about a new variant or some other issue, the first thing people want to do is, you know, say, okay, if you're not vaccinated, you can't do anything, you know, then look at a couple months forward after those initial vaccination numbers were very high. We started hearing about, you need a booster. Let's redefine what it means to be fully vaccinated. So if I sound frustrated, I'm sure a lot of people out there are frustrated as well. You know, it's just a situation now where we're coming up in two years of this seem to be, you know, making headway. Obviously, there are vaccines out there which really uh, save lives. They're very effective. Uh, that booster really helps with the Omicron. But again, it's, you know, we can't rely on vaccines only. We can't de-risk life to zero risk. And we just have to be honest with people, let them make decisions and decide, you know, how as a society we're going to move forward on this. Well, let's talk to uh, bring on our guests. 
uh, today on Politics and Life Science Radio, uh, Mr. Jay Oliver. Jay is the host, as I mentioned, on Long Island News Radio and a political commentator pretty much all over the country. Uh, Jay has really firmly established himself as one of the most recognizable voices on Long Island, and he's interviewed politicians, uh, including former Governor Andrew Cuomo, newsmakers, entertainers, etc. So really just privileged to have Jay join us again. Jay, thank you so much for your time today. And my, the privilege is mine for being on your cast, my friend. Always a pleasure. And yes, uh, as, as I've been listening, you actually do need, as I say all the time, a scorecard to keep on track with everything that's going on. It's mind boggling, you know. It really is. And when you look at, I know you're in the New York area. Uh, when you look at what de Blasio is doing in New York, what's the sentiment in, from New Yorkers? Are they just throwing their hands up? Are they embracing this? Or how, how, how's New York seem to be handling this? Sheer frustration. Sheer frustration. Uh, you know, we've seen what happens as far as these mandates are concerned. It's, uh, it's a different mandate every, le- every week. It's a little pushback. It's backing off a little. It's imposing uh, new regulations. You know, uh, businesses, uh, as far as uh, having their patrons show the uh, proof of vaccinations, Some businesses who have 100 employees or more, you know, have to uh, now have proof as far as the vax is concerned. So, you know, it's, it's such a moving target uh, at this point in time. And I think public officials, what they're going through right now, are knee-jerk reactions without really using common sense. Because, as I say all the time on the, sh- on the show, Dr. Snell, uh, have we not learned anything over the last year? And as you stated, everything got going March of 2020, okay? So we are now almost two years into this, and we still act like we don't know how to operate around here. It's amazing to me to see these officials kind of go about their business. It really is. And, you know, when you talk about police and authorities going into restaurants and asking people for proof of vaccination, I mean, you know, aside from the fact that, you know, if you're sitting there enjoying your dinner, you know, you don't want to be harassed uh, just sitting there having your normal life. But, it just seems un-American to have people, you know, police or other authorities come in and say, hey, you know, let me see your papers. And if you're not, if you don't have them, basically kicking people out of restaurants and pick, kicking people out of other facilities. Uh, it, it just seems beyond the pale. Yeah. Uh, and I've stated all along, you know, to me, it's about the message, uh, a positive message. Uh, I am certainly uh, a living specimen as far as believing that the shots are very helpful. Uh, the efficacy rates, as you know better than anyone, are very high, especially for Moderna, especially for Pfizer. And I do believe that if you have gotten your vaccinations, and even more so with the booster shot, it gives you the confidence levels to operate in society uh, in somewhat of a normal tone, whereas if you don't get the vaccinations, well, that's when you could be in harm's way and put others. But I do believe tone of message matters greatly, not to condemn constantly, which is what we hear in these news cycles all of the time, because that only accentuates dilemma as far as any individual who might be on the fence. And that, to me, 
is the biggest negative in all of this, not to mention, as you as you stated uh, earlier, uh, the fact that there is plenty of misinformation out there. And when people don't trust where they're getting their their info, whether it be, you know, whatever network, but especially when it comes from the top, when it comes from the government and when there's mistrust in government, well, that's when the house of cards completely falls down. You're absolutely right. And when we look at, think about mistrust in government, you know, this seems like through this whole pandemic, it's just been one sort of change, one shifting the goalpost, one, you know, okay, now do this uh, after the other, which, you know, really, it doesn't help the situation. It frustrates people. And it leaves a lot of people in basically throwing their hands up saying, you know, what do I do? What, you know, you told me to get back two vaccinations. Now I'm supposed to get a third one. You know, we're hearing how basically contagious Omicron is, you know, we don't have the full data yet to hear, you know, the, how, if it's the symptoms are more severe, it looks like they won't be, which is certainly good news. But again, you know, kids five to 11, there are boosters available for them, excuse me, vaccines available for them, but not boosters yet. So, you know, if you're telling me you want to redefine the definition of fully vaccinated to potentially include a booster shot, you know, then are you implying that my kid who just got the two shots is now vulnerable? So just so many questions out there. And I think you know, we need to do a lot better of answering these questions. Well, you know, when you look thing, at five to five to eleven year olds now have to show proof of vaccination if they're if they're heading into the city. But you know, I mean that's the whole thing. It starts at the top, doctor. And when you have a president telling the American people that he's gonna shut down the virus, uh, embarking uh in his first term, and you see what has transpired over eleven months, doesn't look well for him, does it? The fact that we've lost more people uh, under his umbrella than we did in the previous administration. Uh, That doesn't bode well. Uh, The fact uh, even of recently, as you mentioned, the president was going to have a half a billion tests uh, out there. The kids. Well, until this morning, we actually heard the contract wasn't signed yet. I mean, this type of circus keeps going and going and going. And one only wonders why. There is so much head scratching going on as far as belief is concerned. That's one of the main reasons. Starts at the top. That's right. And we know next week the Supreme Court's going to hear cases regarding these mandates. And, yep. you know, no matter what the Supreme Court says, whether they say, okay, these are, you know, these are things that the government can do, force employers to do, or they can't. You know, you know, there's going to be a lot of pushback for exactly those reasons, for exactly the reasons that, you know, people just don't know what to believe anymore. You know, if you're going to force me to get a vaccine, you know, we're hearing about police officers that are being you know, put on unpaid leave. We're hearing the same about firemen, paramedics, our military. You know, we know that this has been defined as a national security risk. Well, I think it's also just as risky when you have people that don't want to get the vaccine because they're confused because the information out there isn't consistent and then telling them that, okay, now you can't do your job, stay home. That poses poses another national security risk and a local security risk. You know, we're seeing crime in a lot of cities that are through the roof and, you know, that may or may not be totally related to the 
uh, what's going on in the vaccine and mandates and lack of police. But nonetheless, it's a certainly a contributing factor. So, you know, it's really frustrating hearing the Supreme Court. You know, that's politicized. The vaccines have been politicized almost from the start. We've heard, you know, Vice President Kamala Harris, when she was a senator, say she wouldn't trust the the Trump vaccines as if he was in a lab making them. And, you know, then we come along. And as you said, fast forward a year, you know, the Biden and, and uh, Harris administration, worse situation now. So I think we really need to, you know, hold the, the CDC, hold the FDA accountable. It may be time for, you know, a change of face there. You know, I think Dr. Fauci has done a good job. He's really gotten banged up uh, for some of the politics recently. Uh, that have been related to that. But, you know, sometimes it's just you need a new face in there because the current face, you know, doesn't have that trust. You know, what, what's your yeah. thoughts on, you know, Dr. Fauci? Well, you know, and that's a great example right there. You know, I kind of always correlate uh, to the world of sports and the fact when a team loses faith in the manager or the coach, when they're not listening anymore, that's when management needs to change. That, I think, is what has happened to Dr. Anthony Fauci. He has certainly played it from both sides, imposing stuff, saying things, gathering, don't gather, wear a mask, wear two masks. Um, you know, it's gotten to the point, I think he has become a legend in his own mind. Basically, you know, he has graced the cover of magazines. Brad Pitt portrayed him in an SNL skit, and he has certainly become uh, a phenomenon, so to speak, over the last year. But I think people are now are growing a little tired. People have started to, uh, you know, somehow intake all the information that has been out there regarding Fauci and Congress, and Rand Paul, and Dana Function, what was given to the laboratories in China and Wuhan. Was there $600 million over there? What was the real deal? Tell the truth, not tell the truth. People understand this type of stuff. And when it comes out there, it really kind of permeates to the fact that, again, the big word, again, is trust. Is Anthony Fauci, at this point in time, the face and the voice of this virus as far as being told how to go about one's business? And one has to really think that way. So I, I think there's a lot of questions. I think he has lost his luster. I think a change is actually needed here. Will Joe Biden make that change? The answer is absolutely not. He will not. It's not his way. Biden can make a huge statement here with determination. And right off the bat, in my eyes, it would have to be Tony Fauci. Yeah, it certainly looks that way. It definitely has that feel. But I agree with you. I don't think President Biden would do that. I think he'd probably look at the politics behind that decision and just you know, feel like he would get trounced, you know, he's obviously having issues on a lot of, or having negative publicity on a lot of other issues. So, you know, I don't think we're going to see that. I think it potentially is needed as you suggested as well, but, you know, we'll just keep our fingers crossed that you know, <laughs> this, what we're doing, getting vaccinated, getting boosters protects us because, you know, I mean, I hate to say keep our fingers crossed because it sounds like we're just trying to get lucky, but, you know, with all these changing messages and all this changing news, you know, with variants will continue to come out until we get this under control. You know, we need some definitive information and we need some good leadership and we need this really to just, you know, 
show us some signs of how you're going to handle this and not just say, get vaccinated, get diagnostic tests when they're not available and, you know, keep doing what we tell you when apparently, you know, the numbers now are, well, not apparently, definitely the numbers now are way worse than they they were at this time last year. So, you know, it remains to be seen what's going to happen with the mandates that are coming up, uh, what the Supreme Court says, but Nonetheless, this isn't the last we're going to hear of this issue for sure. Uh, and, you know, hopefully when the Supreme Court acts, you know, we'll get some politics out of this just here and people adhere to, you know, what we're supposed to do. Because, um, you know, very frustrating, a lot going on and just so much, you know, even when you talk about factual information, you know, sometimes the factual information turns out to be not factual. So, Jay, it was great having you with us today. Uh, really appreciate your time. I know you're very busy um, and just always a pleasure to have you. Jay Oliver, host of Long Island News Radio, political commentator on to media everywhere. Thanks so much, Jay. Dr. Dean Vanelli, always a pleasure and a very happy new year to you, my friend. Happy new year to you as well. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us today on Politics and Life Science Radio. Thank you for listening to Politics and Life Sciences Radio with Dr. Dean L. Finelli. For more information, check us out at facebook.com slash politics and life sciences.